Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is 105 in Edmonton, truculent Thursday. Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We are going to head off to our River Curry Resort and Casino Hotline every Thursday, courtesy of Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction, electrical prefabrication, and solar. We have longtime NHL executive, now uh, one of the top analysts in the business for NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet, Brian Burke. Hello, Brian. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. Good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have to do this from my car because I'm driving out to watch a practice so i apologize all right uh look uh just we'll get to the nhl stuff in a second seems to be a push over the last 24 to 36 hours quebec league talking about a 15 minute penalty of five and a 10 for fighting majors uh report today the ohl uh may not be able to return unless they eliminate fighting um you know, you're on a, a a station in northern Alberta where a lot of guys grew up. You know, you can fight, but you better be able to back it up. And if you can't, shut up. Uh, so I think you know which way the majority of the listeners to a show called Oilers Now are thinking. But uh, give me your perspective. Are we headed down an inevitable path here with fighting? Are we looking at it eventually it'll just be outlawed for the game? Or does it need to stay in the game as an outlet for the players? Well, I played rugby, and there's never, no fighting in rugby, so the outlet thing has never never worked for me as a justification. Well, the reason I think fighting is an important part of the game and I would hate to see it go is because of the accountability factor. It makes players accountable. You want to run someone from behind, you better be ready to fight him or someone else. And I think it's the, one of the magical parts of our game. You see it in the playoffs when a guy says, you know, one of his teammates gets run and he goes after him. I think that I think that's a key part and really distinctive part of our game. You mentioned rugby. We've discussed this before. 
soccer is a gentleman's game played by hooligans. Rugby is a hooligans game played by gentlemen. And part of that is respect for officials in rugby. You never second-guess officials in rugby. And I do think officiating plays a factor in how games are managed, Brian, to ensure that the BS and the cheap crap is eliminated. Do you agree or disagree when it comes to hockey? Well, I think the referees are the first line of defense for a team to have integrity and accountability. There's no question that the properly refereed game will stop a lot of this stuff, too. But at the end of the day, we've always allowed fighting. It's kept the game accountable. It's kept the players accountable. And I would hate to see it uh, without fighting. All right. I want to talk a bit about team building because it's something that you know a lot about. And you've mentioned the challenges and the uniqueness of being in Canadian markets. And you've talked about tax. Um, I was elated when the Oilers extended uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and prior to that, Taylor Hall and Jordan Everly because this is a market that lost their, their best players back in the 80s. They basically all got sold off. Gretzky, Messier, Coffee. You know that. And it was great to see Edmonton long-term that that first group in the you know the uh, the early 2010s, Connor McDavid, eight uh, eight year deal. He could have asked for more money, but he left. You know him and Jeff Jackson. They wanted a little bit more wiggle room for Pete Shirelli to use at that time. How much of a factor is that for uh, a manager to work with when you have a, a top end player that could have maybe gotten another seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year? It says, nope. You know what? Use that so we can get other guys because it's a team sport. How much of a and, and is it a greater challenge in Canada than it is in the United yes. States? And, a, and a, it is a great. Okay, tell us why. Yeah. Well, well, first off, I, I gave an example of taxation differences of, of yep. jurisdiction. Canada's taxes are generally higher, and they're much higher if you're in a state in a state tax free jurisdiction like Nevada or Texas. So. Um, it, it's a challenge. Managing the cap is a challenge, and players are going to have to decide ultimately whether they want to get paid or they want to win. And so we'll see if the model works in Edmonton, where two forwards have over $20 million tied up, in Toronto, where four forwards have $40 million tied up. We'll see ultimately if, if you can build around that. But in the NBA, players for the last five, six years have been electing to take less money. Now, mind you, they're staggering amounts. So they take 20 right. instead of 30, but they have gone and tried to put teams together to win. Yeah, and we're having this discussion because we're looking at Nugent Hopkins, and he's a good player. Uh, but he's not a top-two-line center on this team because Edmonton's got two Hart Trophy winners at center. Like, that's the thing, Brian. Yes, the Oilers have $21 million invested in McDavid and Drysaddle. It's not like they're not worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like, McDavid's been top two in scoring the last four years. The last two years, Dreisaitl's been, you know, top five players in the National Hockey League. Now you've got another guy in Nugent Hopkins. Some people would just say, well, give him $8 million. Give him the same deal as Duchesne. And others would say, well, wait a sec here. If the owners want to win, they got to get him at a Braden Shen price point at 6 and a half in order to, to have success so they can spend some money elsewhere. Give me your take on that. Well, I don't. Um, I try not to talk about what individual players should get paid, because that impacts my relationship with those players. In general, you go to the the grocery store, you got forty bucks, okay, or you got eighty bucks, and you go, you do your shopping, and you can't just say to the, at the end of the day to the clerk, "Hey, I'm I'm short. I'll get you next time." With the salary cap, you've got to make all those parts work. You got to get your goaltending in at a certain percentage. 
you got to get your defenseman at a certain percentage. And it's difficult. And if you've got two star players who are legitimate stars, like you said, two hard trophies, um, that, that's challenging. Have you ever had uh, players, you know, and, and you're an agent yourself before you went to work for the league and then NHL organizations, did you ever have an agent surprise you? With how low he, you know, you had an initial. How does that work? Do you go to do you go to the agent and say, "I think your guys worth this," or does the agent start the con, or does it depend on the situation? And I guess what I'm asking you: Have you ever been surprised that somebody came in a little lower than you thought they were going to come in at? No, I'd like to have had that day though. <laughs> I mean, what what triggers what triggers the process in most cases is your qualifying offer. And I always felt that if I came in with a legitimate qualifying offer, I had a good chance of signing the player. So we approached the qualifying offer almost like going to an arbitration case where we would say, um, okay, let's, let's assign a true value to this guy. Find all the comparables. Let's assign a true value to this guy. And we'd come in with what we thought was a legitimate offer, and then we wouldn't move much. You know, guys had to wrestle for money with me. I'm not, I wasn't shy about telling them that. It wasn't my money. So I wasn't just going to hand it to him. Yeah. So to me, with a qualifying offer, that frames whether you're going to have a successful negotiation or not, I think 90% of the time. Brian, every year we think at the NHL trade deadline or the NHL draft, it's kind of like that show The Bachelor, the most dramatic rose ceremony ever. Like, oh, this is going to be the year that lots is going to happen. But you know what? Given the state of affairs with the market right now, the fact that we got a flat cap at 81.5, the fact that we've got some organizations that are in a real team budget, their own internal budget, they're not going to come in at 81.5. Could this result in more movement than a typical year in the offseason? I don't think anyone really knows, Bob. Like, it's really hard to handicap. I I predicted that you'd see less term on contracts than Brodeen signed a long-term deal. Apparently, they're talking the full eight years with Petrangelo. So I keep expecting you'll see an adjustment. Now, I think the first canary in the coal mine was Jeff Petrie's contract, which is a four-year extension after this year. So maybe, maybe the teams are wising up. But remember, the difference this year and the reason my teams may not go to the cap so much is that the core businesses that these owners have are suffering mightily. So in the old days, when the building was full, team might lose seven, eight million dollars. The owner's making four hundred million doing something else. He's like, fine. But a lot of the owners in the NHL, their core businesses have been adversely affected and dramatically adversely affected. There was a report in the Toronto Star that said the top twenty Canadian billionaires went up X amount, and I, I looked at some of those numbers. I'm like, no chance. Not with the industry that some of them are in. I'm with you. I concur on on that front. Let's get to the Stanley Cup championship. Did did it just finally come to fruition for Tampa Bay? Was it their time? Yes, I think they. That Steve Eisenman left a core of really talented players, and Julian Brisbois. surgically added to it. Um, I think the players he went out and got addressed very specific needs they had, made them more North American, made them grittier, made them faster, and uh, I think they were the best team in the tournament. I picked them. I picked St. Louis to win out of the West, and I picked Tampa to win out of the East. I'm not surprised at all. Congratulations to them. Uh, You know, I, I know I've had this conversation with Kevin Lowe about losing in 06, 
does Dallas take any solace that they got that close and went on a great run and had a pretty that they are a good franchise Jim Nill is an excellent manager uh, you know they did not have their number one goaltender for basically the entire playoffs can can they or does it does it sting and hurt too much when you come within within two games of winning the Stanley Cup well, I think it's it's a it's a great accomplishment to play in the Stanley Cup final. There are only two teams playing that night. It's a great accomplishment, but it's a lot like the silver medal that we won in uh, in Vancouver. It sure didn't seem like a great accomplishment at the time. In fact, it was real real bitter. Everyone was real bitter about losing the gold medal. And it takes time to reflect on you know on things and realize what a great season it was and what a great playoff run it was. Brian, we've seen the evolution of smaller players. I know I fired you off a text a couple weeks ago about four things that traditionally have resulted in players drafting, uh, being drafted later in the draft than maybe some people thought, and that's where the bargains were. Does the evolution and the importance of Braden Point and how much of a driver he's been to Tampa have we seen a shift away that size is less relevant today in the draft than ever before? Well, they also they had a big team too. Like he's a special player, but that was a big team. That's why they got Goudreau and Coleman. They added some size. So um, I don't think if you make a blanket statement. He's an exceptional player. Yeah. I think teams ever since the rule package came in years ago, teams have been looking more at, at small skill guys with a, through a different lens. Brian, we love having you on the show. We know you're driving around town. Drive safely, and we'll uh, hook up next week, okay? Okay, Bob. Thank you. You bet. That is Brian Burke for our friends at Canadian Power Pack who are on board for another year. Canadian Power Pack is Alberta's leader in electrical, construction and service, electrical, prefabrication and solar. Now you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. We're on Twitter. At orders now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan Escott. Brendan, just before we go to break here, we have a cancellation of an NFL game this week, Tennessee at Pittsburgh. And guess which running back from Tennessee out of Alabama is my feature back in fantasy football? Because nobody really, nobody really cares about anybody else's fantasy football team. No, I feel your pain on this one. I am also a big, bad Derrick Henry fan, and that hurts. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, well, apparently they're going to reschedule us. I don't know how they're going to do that, at what point. It's the NFL. Usually they figure out a way to do it. Uh, it's interesting because obviously college football is, is ramped up. Uh, we've got, oh, our, our San Jose Sharks fan that texts the show. Uh, Fear the Finn can provide me with an update because he's a fan of Stanford. Uh, but I believe the Pac, uh, what is it, the Pac-14, the Pac-12, whatever it was. I can remember when it was the Pac-8. That's how old I am. Uh, sounds like they're going to play. Uh, we know the Big Ten's back on board. Scott Housen based in Columbus these days. That's where Ohio State is, and they're the perennial power out of that conference. There has been some con- uh, cancellations in uh, NCAA football, but they're, they're basically getting back up and at them here over the next three weeks. But a uh, postponement of the Steelers titans game uh, this week when we come back we'll get to numerous texts on our ashley fine floors text line you're listening to oilers now this is oilers now with bob stoffer on oilers radio 630 chad 
Darcy McLeod goes by the handle. Wood guy, he's just tweeted out right now. The only player who's taken a discount to play with Connor McDavid is Connor McDavid. Interesting. Elliot Friedman has followed up Darren Drager's tweet, which suggests that Edmonton is not uh, in the go-to list uh, regarding uh, Oliver Ekman-Larsen. And uh, Friedman suggests that Ekman-Larsen's list for now is believed to include Boston and Vancouver, and things can always change. Another texter, Greg and Red Deer, says, Bob, on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, I have faith that Holland and Tippett will get OEL here. <laughs> A 30-minute-a-game defenseman will change everything for the Oilers. It's the final piece the Oilers need to be seriously contending for the Cup from Greg and Red Deer. Again, Darren Drager suggesting that uh, earlier uh, on Twitter, maybe we'll circle back to that one. Just have to find it here. Okay, here we go. Uh, Things are believed uh, to be intensifying in Arizona on the OEL front. However, unless something changes, the Oilers have been told they're not on the short list of teams that OEL will waive his trade protection to go to. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Cactus Jack tells me that the Pac-12 will start uh, regarding college football. will be starting in November. This text comes in. Hey, Bob. Nugent Hopkins is Patrick Marlowe 2.0. Marlowe was a center and moved to the wing to help his team. Uh, to the texter, that is a point that was, I always like to credit the source. Bruce McCurdy, uh, presented that perspective about three or four days ago. That's uh, a good analogy. And Marlowe's had a very productive career, basically 27 to 40. Um, I'd say Marlowe's a little bit bigger, but there's some comparables there where Marlowe did move from kind of a second-line center role into a wing position where he became an elite complementary winger. Uh, sign TJ Brody and Markstrom instead of trading for OEL. Trade Russell for whoever takes them, and uh, someone will have 1.5 real money, which is good for him, and then cleft bomb to LTIR. That's how it all works. Again, you can text us. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Uh, Chris says Bob Milanovic took less money to play with McDavid. Vancouver was offering more money from Chris. Was it Vancouver, Chris? I'm not sure of that. I'd have to. I'll put a call into somebody. I know Montreal uh, were in there hard on a guy, hard on. Milan Lucic, and we're using the Brendan Gallagher angle as well. Bob, when is Paul Yarvey signing? Well, we brought it up. I put a tweet out about a week and a half ago suggesting that the possibility, distinct possibility, was the term that I would use. Um, it could happen. The range, maybe less than $1.2 million. And again, Sir Valley referenced uh, that today with a, a couple tweets. Bob, have you heard anything about Anders Bjork for Alex Chason? I had somebody on the weekend suggest to me that they'd heard that. Uh, I have heard sort of through the grist that a uh, potential right-wing trade for a left-wing makes some sense between Boston and Edmonton. Boston giving up a left-wing, the Oilers maybe moving a right-wing. It should be noted, Anders Bjork was just signed to a three-year contract extension by the Bruins at $1.6 million. Uh, did not have a great playoffs for Boston, but a lot of teams around the league like him. Chason's got 33 goals over the last two years for the Oilers. He's been a very serviceable player. 
Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Good news, if OEL doesn't want to come here, need uh, a number one defenseman, but not at the expense of a future number one defenseman in our system. Okay. Some might say it would be challenging, you know, like I I think Oliver Ekman-Larsen is a number one. And will Broberg become a number one? Possibly. I think for sure he'll be a two. Will Bouchard be a number one? Possibly. I think for sure he'll be a number three. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Texter to the show says, Bob, I heard Montreal offered more than a million a year more for Milan Lucic than the Oilers did. And again, th- there was rumors of that. I've never actually been able to get to the specifics. Uh, Troy and Ahemi says, Bob, the Oilers should call Florida about Ekblad using the same trade for OEL and Florida eating one or two million in cap space. Hmm. I got time for Ekblad. I mean, Craig McTavish, in the two years that he was general manager of the team, drafted Darnell Nurse and he drafted Leon Dreisettle. Those were, I mean, we talk about Tampa Bay and Brian Lawton, and Brian Lawton got Stamkos and Hedman, number one and number two in back-to-back years. Two huge pieces to the success of the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. Craig McTavish drafting Nurse and Dreisaitl. To me, two-thirds of the Oilers' leadership core. Pete Chiarelli getting Connor McDavid to take, frankly, a bit of a, a, you know what? And it speaks volumes of the agent as well. But we all know Connor McDavid could have got $13.25 billion when the Oilers signed him to an eight-year extension. He took twelve point five. The dry settle contract was absolutely ripped by the majority of the media and many of the texters to the show. Dry settle has been amongst the f- five best players in the world the last two years in the NHL. He's totally outperformed that contract. So to me, Shirelli, getting those two players signed long-term, that's good work by Pete. For all the criticism that gets directed elsewhere, lots of it justified. Pete would be the first to tell you there's some moves he'd like to have back. You know, if Edmonton is indeed to win one day, the reality is that some of the moves made by Craig McTavish and Peter Shirelli may have played a factor. Now, many of you would say, Stoffer, you're an idiot. Shirelli's already cost us a chance at winning because he traded away Taylor Hall. Some might suggest that. But you know what? I believe it was Pete Shirelli who said when he took the job that mistakes could happen. We'll see what happens. Drew says Darnell Nurse is overrated. Uh, I hear uh, I hear that text. I, I hear that all the time, that sentiment out there. Um uh, Nick says, Bob, what about going all in on Ekblad, a 14th Broberg, and Chris Russell? <laughs> there's a lot. I'm just going to say, there's a lot of people that really like Philip Broberg. So that's all I'm going to say in that regard. Here we go. Uh, I do want to mention to you, you know cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Uh, 0% financing back at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. Come see the deals on 2020 F-150s, Escapes, uh, Mustangs, and much more. Plus, get a trade-in bonus of at least $1,000 when you swap out your 2016 model 
or older. Go down and see Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang. Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. Or go online at BrentRidge.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And Truculent Thursday continues. Edmonton sporting icon, George LaRock, up next. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.